Howdy, friends. This is Adam Ganser stopping by just to thank you so much for listening to us and all of our precious projects on the Small Beans Patreon. And if you have a couple extra bucks and haven't signed up for our $5 tier, I wanted to let you know there is some of the best entertainment anywhere on the internet just waiting for your listening pleasure. This includes episodes of I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Yours, Spiel Boys, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and coming soon some very secret but very awesome projects we can't wait to show you. If you got the money and you feel like it, we'd sure love to have it. And thanks so much for listening to Small Beans. It's time for Dad's now. Look, it's all about dads. I don't want you talking about anything but dads. Cause it's all dads now. Yeah. It's inside dads. Yeah. It's inside dads. It's inside in- of them. Inside Dads. Inside Welcome of back. the Dads. It's episode, what is this now? Seven? No. Yeah. Yeah. It's episode seven, baby. Counting is for chumps. That's right. That's one of our opinions here at Inside Dads. So Write it down. The deal with this podcast is that we're going to talk about dad movies. I'm Ava Epperson, and I'm here with Dave Bell. Say hi, hi, Dave. Hi. And guess what? We can't get enough of your Harrison Fords, your Kevin Costners, your Bruce Willis's, and your Russell's Crow. Yeah, we really get a lot of Russell's Crow in this, don't we? <laughs> you know, that I, dad shit. Yeah, he's really fallen into this, and um, I mean, we've only scratched the surface, man. But it, yeah. I mean... I guess Liam Neeson also, these are the more modern dad, like not much more modern, but, but like, you know, you got, you got your Kevin's Costner and, and, um, uh, like early dad film folk, you know, yeah, I would yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. your De Niro's Pacino. And now there's like a slightly newer generation. And I feel like Russell Crowe is part of that. Uh, and I'm wondering about Christian Bale ha- having watched this movie, if he's going to mm-hmm. show up more. But we'll we'll he, get to that. He might. He's 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 like an artistic dad, which is yeah. You know, artsy we'll dad. talk about exactly what makes a dad film happen because that's kind of what this is. You hit it right on. You hit the nail right on the head. Um, we're talking about like the '90s and 2000s era because obviously boomers had their Gary Cooper and whatnot. So, right. You know, they had the, their John's Wayne. But here we're just talking about what affected our age group our generation and hollywood i mean for decades has been telling us what it means to be a dad and they make movies designed specifically for dads to fucking love and they fucking love it you think fuck and love fuck and love it yeah okay so what's the nature of the hollywood dad is our question what does culture say that it means to be a dad and to do that dave we need to get inside this dad yeah we do and this so dad that's our... yeah this specific dad is um can i introduce the movie can i say what the movie is say the movie it's 310 to yuma 
uh, a, a film I had basically never seen before. And what I mean by basically is that I did see it once and I remembered nothing about it. And in mm-hmm. fact, I remembered it wrong. I thought there was uh-huh. action scenes on a train in this movie. I could have sworn there was like a train robbery. And that's not in this at all. I, I think I saw it like either drunk or sleep deprived or something. Like the first time <laughs> I saw it. Or on a train, it. maybe. Maybe on a train. First time I saw it, I, was, I wasn't... Um, I didn't have all my faculties uh, mm. at, at that moment. So like it, it, I, this was pretty much the first time I had seen this movie. I knew it was, you know, Western, which makes it an automatic dad film, right? You got guns, horses, you got poop, you got yep. camping, you got war and war veterans. Yep. Um, so like Westerns, you know, pick, pick a Western. We talked about Unforgiven on, we, we could have watched the fucking, the shootest. We could have watched anything. It's fucking Shane. It doesn't no, matter. Um, absolutely it's right. all a dad film for this genre, you know? It, it really, uh, Western really captures a lot of the uh, dad ethos, so to speak. Yeah. Even Blazing uh, Saddles, Western comedy. Um, that's a dad film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, this one in particular because we're trying to like as we're forming these sub genres of dad because it is a full-blown genre at this point this is classic daddy v daddy right you got a yeah. um, outlaw with a gang and you got a man with a past who just wants to live a humble life and events just force them to become adversaries oh yeah we should also note this is the remake yes right? this is um, an old school yeah so this is like a newer, I feel like we've been covering kind of newer daddy films recently mm-hmm. um, in the sense that like newer, this is a remake. So this came out in 2007 um, as opposed to the original, which was uh, 1957. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to flag that like Master and Commander is a newer one. Um, there's yeah. what else? What else? Well, we'll, we'll get to the next film. Um <clears throat> I also want to note that I really liked this film. It was a good yeah. film. James Mangold directed. Um, yeah, who I don't tend to like his movies, um, but I really liked this movie. Um, this movie is pretty uh, streamlined, although the stuff that I think we're really going to dive into, if I'm calling my shot, so to speak, is that nice. like really the neo-western aspect of it like the 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 anti-hero aspect of it which is less pronounced in the original i don't know if you've seen the original 310 to yuma 310 to yuma there is some of that stuff in there but it's like it really took us like an unforgiven to uh like go like yeah yeah uh like neo-western is a real thing and now all westerns are that kind of like morality is you know semi-problematic in general for a lot of um right a lot of these characters and trying to suss through it is kind of the navigation of the movie um that is true about 310 to yuma yeah but in, in in all in all versions although i haven't read the short story is, but uh, it's very pronounced in this because movie. i was gonna say what's the point of this movie without the ending like the 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 movie is essentially again spoilers obviously about a man basically like a a terrible man growing to respect this other man so much that he essentially turns himself into the police for this first guy 
um, to help his family. So yeah, like it's a, it's a bromance. Yeah, and it's a very like that feels like a Western plot um, because it's all about mm-hmm. this this the emotions between these two men and like they um, you know it, it's a very like that's a tough turn to do. That's a like, tough turn. You yeah. have to spend basically the whole film working chipping away at russell crowe's character in order for that to happen and i think they did a good job i think russell crowe and christian bale are both pretty good in this they they don't have to like you know the beauty of westerns is everybody's grizzled and hide their feelings so like you don't need them to act i guess not that they're not good actors but they just have to like be stoic be stoic and quietly have these like moments of respect um and then at the end, like he does the thing and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, ben Foster is really the guy who has to fucking act in this. <laughs> yeah. And he I, he kills it, too. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely true that like this is a bromance. And I think we're going to talk a lot about that. But also something that I noticed a lot about this, like in this new viewing is that they do little hints out of like Russell Crowe just kind of wants to leave this life like he isn't designed for it he's kind of got an imposter syndrome he, like he's a rot man but he doesn't truly act like it um right that's the whole thing ben foster and i there's other movies like just this rotten yeah, yeah i think it happens a lot of like crime gang movies where like um there's always that the, the person with like the the maniac eyes who are like no you want to do crime we're doing fucking crime where it's like that what have i done situation where it's like he's leading this life like right. what did he expect um but at the same time he is very much like like that what it's what it's russell crowe is he's learning that he has a line a moral line and the line is further than most people but for the first time in his life, he actually hits it. Is my he hits it? That's yeah, that's right. I think that's that's right. Um, and we get that a lot in dad films. I think um, it's more the sentimental dad, the introspective dad. Yeah, but it's there definitely. Well, I was saving this for the next segment, but the big picture of this, what makes this really dad, um, is it's really at its core about trying to make a travel appointment. Which is a very dad situation. <laughs> They're trying to yeah. make the three ten to Yuma. It's just it's we got to get on that plane. We got to yeah. get there. And that one scene where they're like, where they stop and put down their guns and put on some Birkenstocks and some cargo shorts. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that's the best scene. <laughs> Fanny in the packs. Movie, really. Yeah, it's a yeah. road trip film. It's a we're gonna get to this fucking place, whether it kills us or not. We're gonna make that goddamn appointment. Goddamn no, appointment. We can't, can't stop it south of the borders. No I will wall turn drug. this thing around. Yeah, exactly. We're getting there. We're getting to fucking yeah. Disney, um, and that is really the the vibe of this. It's just a road trip. Um, there's also the, it's a, it's a competing about like, you know, it's a dad who doesn't feel dead enough, um, who has to prove his dadness against a bad dad for he's the dad of this, you know, group of outlaws. That's what makes it all so sweet. Yeah. And he, he proves his dadness so much that the bad dad becomes a good dad, essentially. Yeah, exactly. They, they, one dad, dad so hard that he makes the other dad feel like he's got to become more dad yep if that makes sense because ultimately and well this will come up a lot it's about the principle of it it's the principle it's about the philosophical point you know the ethos it's why dads spend hours with customer service 
honey, it's fine. No, it's not fine. I will not stop for yep. directions. We it's got the, this. We're self-contained. It's the fucking principle of it. It's the principle of it. Yep. So this movie starts, and we have an immediate uh, Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's, it's, whenever he shows up, I'm like, oh, shit. And you can look that actor up, and you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. It's teeth. And it's he's, teeth. Always a, he's always a dick. He's yes. always a dick. He, he has he, a face where he went into acting and was like, they're like, listen, the agent's like, you only got one role. That's it. This is it for you. Yeah. You're going to be a dick to somebody at some point. Yeah. And in this movie, he's a dick to Christian Bale because he's working for this guy, this rich guy, Hollander. So he's like this lieutenant, uh, this hired gun that essentially arrives at Christian Bale's shitty ass. Like it's a point of the movie. They're like, your your ranch is shitty. You yeah. have like few sheep and you're not. You're, it's a shitty ranch, but he's got a barn on it. Uh, and he's like, give me money, Christian Bale, or I'm gonna, or we're gonna like kill your family, basically. Oh, yeah. And he burns dads, down his barn. Dads are in debt. That's dads what dads are. Dads are in debt. They're trying to make it work the best they can. So that endears us to Christian Bale's character. And he has a son, which also endears. We know his penis works. Yeah. Oh, and that's sorry. Dad Logan is in debt. Dad also lies to his wife about being in debt. That's, yeah. that's yeah. how that works. Whether he's it's fucking. The, the, the women folk out right. of yeah. Whatever it's the IRS or gambling debts, <laughs> loans. No, dads are in debt and they don't talk mm-hmm. about their debt with the other people in their life. And it's so basically we start in this kind of position where it's positing about the world, like so many dad movies do, if not all of them, argue the world is cruel and unfair, and for the most part it's run by evil men yeah. or men who are out to get honest men at the very least yes um and there's a situation that i think starts from it's in the first scene and it's super important in the movie which is kind of something we haven't talked about in this podcast yet which is fathers and sons literal fathers and sons um that aren't robert duvall and robert downey jr like father i think it's father and true there's a little bit of that well it's moody teenage sons the, the worst yeah. thing for a dad, right? Dad ass, Fucking yeah. Life is a house. Goth ass teenage sons. Like that bullshit. Um, I fucking and hate you, his, son. Yeah, and his dadness is put into question immediately. And who better to test the dadness than a teenage son? They are the than ultimate. Than his own, the, what spawned from his loins. Yeah, and they often test dadness. He says to his son, I'll take care of this. And his son says, no, you won't. You won't? Yeah. You ain't man enough, pa. Yeah, it's and so uh, his character and his disposition is immediately called in question. He's basically call calling Christian Bale a coward, yeah. which, as we know, to dads is just oh, that just cuts you down. Yep, you can't be that of all things. You can't be that. You can't. Be but that. we'll we'll see how this goes. This is a common Western thing. We all know this, and Christian Bale's. He has two sons, actually, but one's just too young to matter. Yeah, um, he doesn't matter. He doesn't have a name. But they're very into the idea of, like, as retribution for this act, you should just go out and murder Hollander and Kevin Durand. Uh, you know, 
just uh but he's like no nah, i'm gonna go into town and i'm just gonna ask him nicely yeah. violence is not the answer just ask him to rebuild the far- my my barn you know because obviously that was he got out of hand and they're like no you dumb shit that's yep. not how the world works and i actually the kids are right about that i mean in this world they're never that's never gonna work um uh, and they're uh they're like there's a new train coming and you know your land is worth more uh, with you off of it. And so it's about progress, right? Something dads mm. hate um, is coming. It's coming yeah. there. And there's an interaction between Christian Bale and his wife that is uh, I wanted to highlight, which is just that he makes the decision, I'm going to go do this. And she goes, we're supposed to make decisions together, you know, citing a kind of contract between the two of them. And his response is, would you have made it any different? And I think that that is important about the psychology of dad, about getting out of, you know, that line of questioning, because it's like, due to necessity, I am right. Regardless of how I act towards you, my intentions, my intentions are infallible. Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm right. I just need to do what I need to do. Um, and that is uh, that that is that's where we start that's where we're starting with christian bale's character yes and on the other hand we immediately get scenes where we see the russell crow of it all yeah and we and know the crow, competing dads who are gonna collide yeah and our boy crow happens to draw birds dave yeah, i thought this was relevant uh i don't know why but you know just it's like such a dad thing to just like throw in there also he has a hobby why not dads have hobbies he draws but it's not wimpy because he uh he also kills people what i like is that he signs his bird drawing yeah. in case people want to commission his bird art yes and it, it, uh, you never know maybe he's just waiting you know he's just waiting he's just for... waiting he's like this is i mean it's more of an argument that this is not truly his nature right right and he he wants it out um he has Ben Foster, who we mentioned, who yeah. helps him run his gang. Who has, uh, he's like the universal, also like son, like actor, yeah. it feels like. He also has permanent, I'm going to die in this film face. Like whenever <laughs> I look at his face, I'm like, oh, that, that man is going to die in this film. Yeah, that man is not <laughs> even when he, for this world. Even when he doesn't, it just, he has the face of a person who's going to die in a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what they're doing is they're robbing a stagecoach classic western yeah and a man shoots it's great a man shoots another man's satchel and that has dynamite a horse explodes in the first 10 minutes it's so good uh the stagecoach flips over just real dad stuff for the record the horse had it coming that horse is a criminal dude i saw how that horse was talking and it was not a good horse that that need to be put down Something about this in our next film we're going to cover. I love that dad films try, if they can, to have an explosion in the first 10 minutes. Um, that's important. Yeah. Because dads don't have a lot of you know patience and they just want to be known. Okay, what are you capable of? Though? Right. What are you as a movie capable of? Yeah. Explosions? Yes, I'm in. Um, so, yeah. The stage flips over. Because Christian Bale, who happens to be there, wrong. He's rounding up the herd with his. He's rounding up his herd to get because that the fire caused that. That's Western classic. um, 
wrong place, wrong time kind oh, yeah. of idea. But it's also he's... like round up the herd. I think every dad like fantasizes of taking uh, their sons to round yeah. up the herd. He's yeah. doing he's doing the daddy thing. Yeah, you think uh, you think it's symbolic at all? Uh, they use it as a, a little bit as a roadblock to stop evil men. <laughs> Yep. sheep a bunch of innocent white sheep uh but yeah that's exactly what he does he's basically he's trying to he's taking the herd and then he's like sees that the stagecoach is coming and there's a gun guns a blazing and he just does this little move he could have not but he does this little move to cause the sheep to kind of go into the it's cattle by the way it's cattle oh it's cattle sorry yeah, yeah. and um and that in that moment, he's now tied together with Russell Crowe because this starts a bunch of events. Um, and, you know, Russell Crowe's gang uh, of, you know, criminals basically kill everybody. Right. Um, well, except for one guy. And I want to talk about this because mm-hmm. he yeah, shoots yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy and he says, I ain't going to kill you like this. And the lawman, the Pinkerton says, I'll come for you. He says, I'd be disappointed if you didn't. And we're getting um, a very important thing. Reverence for the system. Yes. Lawman got a law. Criminals got a crime. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about this way more in the next movie, too. It's um, it's real. It's that moderate view of the world, right? Like, oh, uh, the, the the you got to have both sides. The world. That's how the world works. You know, the balance. Yeah, um, you need criminals uh, and you need lawmen to catch him. And I'm on this side. And we also see how Russell Crowe does things. One of his men is taken hostage at one point by uh by one of the quote good guys, and he just kills his man and then his enemy. Yeah, um, daddies don't compromise, and like people make mis- he's got to teach the guy about his mistakes. He should have checked the carriage a, better. He should have done it better. Also, it shows that Russell Crowe. You think he just doesn't care about life, but I think as we're, we're going to learn about as we learn more about Russell Crowe, he doesn't care about these shit bags. Yeah, <laughs> there's a small difference to make that in that little difference is the daddy. And ben course, Foster should see this moment and learn something from it. Like, uh, you know, Ben Foster makes a very bad decision later in this film and like this is the moment that he should constantly be thinking about of like i don't know maybe he doesn't give a shit about me yeah exactly yeah. uh but no but no he's just like no he's just a good leader in yeah. fact christian bale's boy after seeing russell crew do this event goes damn he's fast yeah <laughs> uh, he's, just daddy, the, the he's challenging the he's the villain and he's, he's challenging yeah. the daddiness of christian bale yeah, he's They're like, like oh he's son He's better than, yeah. Yeah, there's this idea that the son is maybe thinking about crime, doing crime. Or he, he just, he, he fills the role better than Christian Bale does. And yeah, that's gets the fear done. of all daddies, is that some some other daddy will come and take your son. Right, because <laughs> Christian Bale's whole thing is he's, as we learn more and more, like he's scared of seeing, being seen as a coward. Um, we know exactly. that Eventually we know he hurt his leg in the war, but we don't know how right away. Not right um, away. And so, like, there's this feeling of, like, Russell Crowe is, like, yeah, coming in, slapping his big dick around and and showing showing up Christian Bale. 
Yeah. And just to kind of yada yada out of this event, Russell Crowe takes Christian Bale's horses. He doesn't want him to tell the authorities about the crime that he just witnessed. And Christian Bale's boy is like, Dad, you suck. It's um, real dad so, code, though, because he's like, I'll yeah. give, he gives the horses back. And also yeah. he's like, those are my cattle. I want them back. And he's like, I don't want your cattle. And so it's like Christian Bale, he's not a snitch. And I, he's I, not I, a snitch. I, I need to. This is the start of a pattern, which is yes. that dad's like the quiet in every way and so like there's a lot of don't talk to him or keep your mouth shut or don't sing um don't keep me up there's a lot of that in this movie um yeah i have more on that later yeah specific i think it comes from a specific place for sure keep your mouth Um, shut russell crowe also does this bit after the stagecoach robbery where you go where uh he uh he has ben foster tell the authorities to run back to town like to tell the authorities at, that there was a robbery just down the road. So basically that he can uh, do this pincer move that he, they can hide in plain sight for a little yeah, bit. Like they can drink. go and enjoy town and run the town for like maybe a few hours. Yeah. Which shows that Russell Crowe uses guile like any true daddy. He's clever, clever out of the box kind of strategies. Yep. But he's not a good dad. You see. As we find, he seduces a barmaid, which is a big no-no. Yeah, but his That's, dick works. But his dick works. And, you know, daddies have wives, not barmaids. So right. what are we, animals? You know? Right. Right. And so that makes Christian Bale the true daddy, because we know he his dick works, and he has a wife. Right. <laughs> so I mean, it's yeah, bad dad versus good dad. He draws her. So like that's wicked romantic and junk. That's so so um, cool. He also toasts to Tommy and says Tommy was weak, Tommy was stupid, Tommy is dead. That's the guy he'd killed. He then gives a proverb about how if you open your mouth, it gets you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because again, mm-hmm. dads don't like too much talking. They like no quiet. Be quiet. It's all about actions, baby. Yeah. So cut back to Christian Bale, who's still on the road. Oh, one sorry, one more thing. It's true that the barmaid stuff, but hitting on a bartender is a very dad energy thing. Divorce dad energy, specifically. Mm-hmm. So that's all. Yeah, he's about to order a margarita. Yeah, exactly. He's on vacation. <laughs> um, he's on vacation. Uh, Christian Bale is back on the trail. Uh, tells his kids, don't swear, which I love. Yeah. Because they start, they start swearing up a storm and he's just like, stop it. Uh, it's an act of true dad. Um, yeah. Russell Crowe basically shows in a moment by leaving. He actually does what he says. He's like, I'll leave your horses. Like, I don't want to like steal yeah. your horses. I'm going to leave them on the road to Brisby. And it's so, the principles. They, yep. It's all about like the integrity of, you know, being an honest man. That uh, doesn't mean that you can't kill people. He's not a monster. Right. He asked for animal. money. Christian Bale has to be brave and say like, because he sees Russell Crowe and he doesn't snitch because dad's, again, they stay quiet. Mm-hmm. But he does take him aside and ask for money for his cattle because some of them got hurt. And again, it's the principle of it. Uh, yes. he, it's not that much money, but he he's owed that money. And Russell Crowe respects that. And, and he, I think he does it he gives him the money because it's the reverence for the principle of it's the reverence for the principle and i wanted to point out something that i think is key here is that some dad movies 
are about fighting monsters, you know, like mm-hmm. there be monsters, you know, but I think more often than not, it's about fighting other men and men of different integrities. Like yes. it's to emphasize. And this is what I really wanted to get out about this movie. And it's what this movie seems to be like in the DNA. It's it's every scene is to emphasize in this gray world where there's complexities of morality, we need men of black and white. It validates basically what most monolithic tales are about, that vigilantism and justice actually can be the same thing if it's in the right hands. Because yeah. secretly all dads just want to be like Batman, basically. Yeah. Um, and so it's like I will touch more on this later as the, like the examples come up. But just kind of like if you're rewatching the movie or whatnot, just think about all the moments where they try to emphasize the grayness of the world about how it's just like, ah, he's a good guy, oh, but he's a bad guy. Oh, he's, but this is right, like because circumstances, you know? And it's again that they both have this respect for the larger thing. So like the lawmen in this, um, specifically the railroad men, are seen as bureaucratic wimps, right? Right. They're the middlemen, the sniveling middlemen. They don't like the sight of blood. They're fancy boys. They're, yes. <laughs> they're throwing around the money. Um, but Christian Bale and Russell Crowe, they're patriots. Christian Bale says he protected Washington during the Civil War. Because again, mm-hmm. dad films, racism, not a problem. Um, <laughs> not a problem. Not yeah, an issue. Not a, not a thing. Solve the, no uh, one, no, no, the good guys, they aren't racist, even a Western. Can't, can't solve that one. Not Russell Crowe later, he's like, you you done the Apaches wrong. And I'm like, uh, I don't, I think this man would probably be racist, but they have to do the thing where it's like, no, he's not racist, actually. Actually, um, he's They have not. to get their cake and eat it too with this stuff, because also the Native Americans are a threat in this. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but they hate bureaucracy, but they respect the larger system, the America freedom, um, this, this, the, the uh, being freedom. free on the West, you know, the, the, the system of frontiersman spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not those sniveling railroad types who are there to run them out of, uh, uh honest living, um, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like what kind of Russell Crowe is trying to make himself out to be doing as well. Like it's like, you know, a farmer making an honest living, a bank robber making an honest living, robbing, robbing the big city people like the railroads again, not not uh, the individuals. You know, they aren't robbing random people. They aren't taking they aren't killing civilians. Um, there's an honor to all of this. There's honor. You know what else we got in this movie? We got Alan Tudyk. Yeah, and we do. he plays a full-on science man. We have surgery in this movie, Dave. Science daddy. Yeah, we, we have. have sur- it's not self-surgery, but it is surgery. It is surgery. Because, and he's got jars of animals and dead pigs and whatnot. Yep. So it's just something that we noticed as we watch these movies. Is daddies like to dabble in science? Oh, or, yeah. There's a guy around that is really big nerd, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we got, we like to ha- ha- keep him around." You oh know? yeah, you uh, always have the science nerd. Yeah, always got to have a science guy and they're gonna in your dad movie. Figure out cool shit to do. 
Um, yeah. You know what dads also do? They bring criminals back to the house without asking permission from their family. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they, daddies put, whether it's setting up a generator indoors or going outside during a storm, dads put their families in families. danger. <laughs> Don't want them to be wimps. Right. Uh, <laughs> so... The looking for Hollander basically now once that he's uh, Christian Bale has basically gotten back his horses. Uh, we get the meeting between the two daddies in town because now the authorities are a little are out. But we have you know the we have Christian Bale, we have Russell Crowe's in the hotel or the, the you know the bar saloon, and Christian Bale complains. Look, two of my herd died. When, you know, that accident happened, Russell Crowe is just immediately like, yeah, I'll just pay you off. And we realize, oh, all of this, this all this, this chatting was a ruse. He was keeping him. Christian Bale was keeping him talking to allow deputies to essentially get the jump on Russell Crowe. So we get now in this film within the first like 25 minutes, we've gotten Double Daddy, Trickery, and Guile. Both of these guys will do things outside of the box and unexpected in order to get achieve their uh, achieve their goals. Yes. And um, Russell Crowe, so now he's kind of captured, and Russell Crowe laughs at the weaselly railroad men that you were referring to, who recites his crimes, um, which is something that I think da- all dads want, is even if they're crimes we want someone to recite our deeds <laughs> yes daddies love, love it when it's just a list of the things you've accomplished oh yeah <laughs> uh and the railroad man basically forms a posse in this small town to get russell crowe to the authorities in another town yuma because that's where a train is and he hires christian bale because quote he was the best shot in his regiment Yep. Um, and Christian Bale needs money. And Christian Bale really needs money because of all of the, you know, his shitty They're paying yeah. him 200 which is like, I don't know, a million dollars then? Who can mm-hmm. say? Now, I want to mention this gray thing again, because in this conversation about they're like, all right, so, you know, uh, Christian Bale, you're going you're gonna to be a part of this posse. He's asked... Where are who'd you fight for the north or the south and the rail and we find out he well Christian Bale fought for the north, but the railroad is southern formed but Chicago run yeah and I think that that's important because remember this movie wants to think you to think about the world as an entirely gray place it's a series of complexities we must cut through and find a way to do the righteous thing. Um, and what I think is important is in a dad movie, righteousness is determined by deeds, not necessarily thoughts or history like uh, history. Yes, those are deeds, but those are in the past, you know, like right. who was on what side of the Civil War? That's, you know, that's irrelevant to the now. Yeah. Uh, and while we know it's not always true that a gray situation can be simplified, it is very dad to attempt to do so. Um, and this goes into every decision the movie makes. Uh, Russell Crowe has some integrity. Ben Foster is bloodthirsty. Uh, Christian, Bale's son th- Christian Bale's son thinks he's a coward, but Christian Bale himself finds like members of the posse that he's about to go into unlikable and lacking integrity. So it's not like white hat, black hat. 
which right. is very much what the original 310 to Yuma was. Um, the world is like kind of this whirlpool of moral decisions, and we want someone who can lead the ship to cut right through it, baby. Oh, yeah. Because uh, that's what a dad ought to provide. And Russell Crowe kind of, yeah, he's he's threatening. He's like scratching at the door, you know, because they bring him basically... <laughs> The gambit is we'll bring him back to my house to meet my children and wife and have dinner um, yes. while we send the, the the carriage out to be a distraction. Um, and Russell Crowe. clever and works. Oh, yeah. It's clever. It, it, it is clever. Russell Crowe has to have dinner and he basically like is trying to be the daddy at the dinner table. He's yeah, like, it's vi- fucking it's Christian Bale cuts scene. his meat for him. He com- yeah. he compliments his wife's green eyes because he has a green eye fetish, as we established right. with the with the bartender as well. He, he, he quotes to- Proverbs because yep. he's a Christian man. But, you know, he does scare the shit out of the women and children by talking about like. But when he hits on the wife, men. She, she fucking loves it. He's like, I love your green eyes. And she's like, I I am into you. Well, she says, like, he's not what I pictured. Um, He's not what I pictured. Christian Bale is is just like, you know, he's, you can tell you when he's cutting his meat, like a child cutting his dad's meat. Like he, Russell Crowe, he's like, I'm your daddy right now in this moment. I am being, you cut my meat for me. I'm your dad. Um, And uh, he's furious, you know? And you feel how Russell Crowe, and this is a scene that I actually think Russell Crowe is very good in because it does show there's this feeling of violence throughout the scene. No violence is really being truly discussed. No. Um, but you you just get the sense that he's just so cool and collected and so at calm in the situation that he shouldn't be. Yeah. Well, that it's very off-putting. Can't stress enough. The the dinner table is the battleground for daddies. Like yeah, that's it's where kind of like your like domain. Our, who, yeah. Who's going to say grace? All that shit that they debate over, and it's like, you know, it's been their their dinner table has been tested. Um, right. Christian Bale's fucking hospitality. He's trying to be the better dad. He, like cutting his meat. It's like, yeah, no, I'm this is all below me, you know, like you're just a scoundrel and we're entertaining you. But like when you'll be gone, you'll be hung and I'll still be the daddy here. But Christian Bale in the same instant is furious the whole time because he's, he has the vibe. Yeah. He's picking up the vibe that Russell Crowe, given the chance, if needed, would just kill his family. Oh, yeah. And and that's the, that's the part obviously that Christian Bale. Honestly, I get that vibe from Russell Crowe. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Just then we get clear indications that Russell Crowe's crew is like scoping out uh, the home. And I love this uh, just like as a dad movie lover. I love this because it really it really shows how terrifying this situation would be because the gang is out there and they're like fucking jackals. Their yeah. hyenas out there. They're like taking pop shots, but then they're like, no, I'm not going to like attack you tonight. We're not. We're just going to wait you out, motherfucker. We're following you. It's yeah. going to be fine. Biding our time, like hunting you, essentially. I love the West um, where it's like, man, <laughs> like you can't, can't call in more cops. Jesus. And they're like, yeah, we Jesus. could. It'll take like a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're yeah. Fu- this needs to be resolved now. Yeah. Um, before we leave the homestead sequences, um, there's this idea of capitulating to his wife's wants. Um, 
Christian Bale basically is told, don't go do this. Don't fight. No one will think less of you. And he responds, no one can think less of me. And it reveals how his own children think he's a coward. He thinks he's a coward. And important part for deconstructing like the, you know, philosophy of dad or the psychology rather of dad is that he, because he listens to his wife, that's like a less daddy thing to do. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Well, not anymore. God damn it. It's yes and no, because I would argue, and uh, this is all over. This is everything from mob movies to, to Westerns to action. One of the daddy one Oh one, a dad provides, they provide for their family. Um, and so yeah. it, there are On cases where like, where like, you, you know, like if a dad uh, spends all his money gambling and the wife is like, you got to stop doing that. He should listen to her. Right. That is, that is the flaw because ultimately a dad has to provide. That is the number one goal. If he can do it without listening yeah. to his family, uh, that is an extra bonus. But, but he has to provide. And that's what Christian Bale is doing here, where she's like, you don't have to do this. And it's like, no, I, I have to provide. That's it. That's, that's no question about it, you know? No question. Yeah. And we get on the road, and one night Russell Crowe starts blabbing about if he had Christian Bale's wife, he'd quick, treat her better, give yeah, her qu- things. Quick thing that happens right before this, the, the what's-his-name takes Russell Crowe's horse. He says, it's my horse now. He doesn't have honor. Russell Crowe gives back Kevin horses. Durand, yeah. Kevin Durand takes horses. And and so, like, they're setting up yeah, that he is a man without honor. Yeah, because he's on the, quote, right Kevin side, Durand. but That's he's, without horse he's kind of like a Ben Foster type. Yep. Um, yes. And he's but, on the, yeah. the quote-unquote legal side, and he's a bully without honor. Just wanted to get that out. But yeah, they're no, on the for road. sure. That's the... Because in all this moral complexity about like the world being gray and people being on different sides and having different you know, in, levels of integrity, uh, there's a code. Yep. And that code sh- knows no colors, so to speak. Exactly. Um, so... I love this sequence in that night where he basically he's like, I'll give her a better life uh, because you're poor and I would give her, you know, everything she ever wanted. Uh, And it's and the reason that you don't have, you know, what she needs is because you just don't take what you want, which is, you know, like what a dad would do if a dad didn't have principles, right? A dad and, has to, and a dad has to provide. He's basically saying you're not providing. You're not a provider in the way that I'm a provider. And yeah. it's because I take what I want. And he's goading Christian Bale, which comes back at him when Kevin Durant takes over the watch uh, shift. And he starts goading Russell Crowe by saying like you're gonna hang in the morning and we flash forward a few hours and Russell Crowe is just going to town on Kevin Durant's neck with a fork yeah because Uh, you don't keep a dad awake at night you gotta be quiet again dad's (laughs) films quiet you don't snitch you keep your mouth shut you don't sing while he's trying to sleep and you don't take his horse this Kevin Durant has no honor and he's not quiet don't keep a dad awake. You're going to get stabbed in the neck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it kind of goes along with that is the idea of how do men, these two men, these two archetypes deal with provocation. In one case with Russell Crowe, it was restraint. 
this is something we saw in like Master and Commander. Uh, or you deal in the class of uh, Russell Crowe, where it's just complete darkness, just murder the man, yeah. just undo that problem. Um, and again, the movie wants to prevent uh, present this world as gray and does so, but it also needs to make maneuvers to make it more monochromatic. So that at the end, we feel righteous in its resolution. Right. Again, because um, we're seeing the code. Russell Crowe, he's not going to kill Christian Bale. It's it's kind of like Hannibal Lecter, where at one point they're like, why don't they kill you? And she's like, oh, he would consider that rude. Um, it's that <laughs> idea, which is like, there is still a higher honor that Russell Crowe clearly has. Kevin Durant had no honor. He stole horses. He, he was a shitty guy. He burned down barns. He really threatened horses in general. He was a real horse, horse threatener. Um, and, uh, and then he kept him awake. So it's like, yeah, he's going to die. Yeah. Now there's a quick scene where Ben Foster shows again. He's a monster. He finds the stagecoach that he thinks that uh, Russell Crowe's in, but because of the ruse that they did at the farmhouse, it's like, no, it was a decoy. But he just burnt. He he asks the guy questions and yeah. he burns him alive. In it. he basically he is like, "I'll let you go if you answer the questions." He answers the question. He doesn't let him go. No honor. No code. No honor. And the town that they're gonna meet is in cont is contention. Yeah. And it's eighty miles back the way they came. Uh, it's just it's it's just real. You know, it's it's real good stuff. There there's forming all of everyone's gonna convene. At Yuma, it's going to be great. Right. Um, there's this little scene between uh, Peter Fonda, who's the uh, who's the stagecoach driver from earlier. He's the Pinkerton, right? He's um. the Pinkerton, and <laughs> Russell Crowe, because like you know the Pinkerton. Yeah, yeah, we know with the Pinkerton, and he uh, and Russell Crowe throws right back at him, and he's like, apparently, because he was like. Peter Fonda is like this really religious guy, and he's like, "What I did was righteous, and what I'm doing is righteous," and. Um, Russell Crowe cites like, well, in like t 10 years ago, uh, you weren't doing anything righteous. You were killing women and children. Apparently, Jesus doesn't love the Apache, um, yep. you know, which is just I find that. And there's also another quote where he says, like, even bad men love their mamas. And it's a so part of the same. He says grayness. that after he hurls Fonda off of a cliff. Oh, yeah. And then he hurls Fonda, Fonda dies. Fonda dies by being thrown off of a cliff. Because he basically calls Russell Crowe's mom. He says, like, you came from the womb of a the rancid womb of a whore or something. Real yeah, mean. And and he and and so men love dead women. You know, like, again, women die. He says, and even a bad guy. He says you, he says you never knew when to shut up. That's key. Because, again, daddies love quiet. Stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I love that you love this so much. And then he yeah. says, even a bad guy loves his mama. Um, because it's just two very dad things, right? Two right after another. Um, and then later, yeah, there's so much of Christian Bale saying to his teenage son, like, don't talk to him. Stop talking. Nobody talk. Be right, quiet. That's true. Yes. It's quiet. You gotta be quiet. And I think that it's, it's, it's not just, you gotta be quiet for quiet's sake. Like in that case of stop talking to him, it's you knowing what we know about you, Russell Crowe. Talking to the innocent in general is just wrong. The right. Moral purity is salvation. Mm -hmm. And I think that dad movies will often offer this, but at the same time offer the idea that everything does get corrupted or killed. Yeah. So it's like, 
Sisyphus. It's pushing the boulder up the hill. You yeah. know, like it's never going to be done. But um, this is, by the way, kind of around what I would consider the most daddy scene. So he throws Peter Fonda to his death. Yeah. Um, and then there, this is when, when he's like, don't talk to him and stuff. They're all sitting around a fire. It's three daddies and a teenage boy talking about Dodge City. And about mm-hmm. the big city and about like, ah, oh, women will do everything. You'll, you'll, women will do stuff to you. You never forget. And then uh, uh, the doctor is like, they'll give you a disease. You'll never forget. And this is just the most daddy thing. It's three daddies <laughs> talking to a young kid about being a man. The, this going is to what the it means city. to be a daddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. And they're, they're uh, playing. And- they're having a nice. Con- they're kind of having a nice conversation. Um, these two guys and this criminal. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, again, the moral grayness. Um, but this night at, at camp, uh, it's attacked uh, by, and like Wade, uh, we haven't used his name, but Wade is Russell Crowe. Yeah. He actually gets a hold of a gun and he figures out he's like, based off the firing pattern, he's like, this is not my men. They don't fire like this. So he goes out and he just kills three Apache warriors, essentially. Because it's. Uh, in, he saves the entire posse. Yep. It's the larger reverence for the larger system, which is like, we're here yeah. playing cops and robbers, yes. but we're all on the side of America and America yeah. loves Native fucking Americans. over the Native Americans. Yeah. So, so must <laughs> we also fuck them over. They're, yes, the, and so they're the big air quotes others. And so like the, we have in a world of gray there. It's black and white. And the, we're the white. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. we're we're over here doing cops and robbers. But there is a larger system that we must respect. And we we have barged on their land like they know it. They're like, we're going into Apache territory. We yeah. are on their land. And what do we do on their land? We fuck them over. And it's like a scene after we just applied this idea of like, Oh, you're going to use the Native American. Like, I guess right. Jesus don't like the Apache. Like, he, they are a symbol of innocence and like we should protect them because they're people. And then, I mean, it's not like this sh- movie is saying like that they're no, not again, people or anything it's, like that. It's, it's, it's just it's, one of those historical like, how do you deal with it? Well, dad movies just just bulldoze right through. It. Right. That's how and they they're deal like, with listen, it. there's racism during this time, but not like our guys, you know, not our guys. You and know? this happens later with the Chinese workers where it's like Russell Crowe's hanging out with them. He's fine with them. Luke Wilson, who is in this for some reason, they're the <laughs> racist people. So they're bad. They got to go. But not our guys. I mean, yes, they're not questioning not the system, but they're, they're <laughs> not. Yeah, that's a big part. And the, also with Russell Crowe fighting off these native americans the apaches he is providing for the posse which is a big fucking dark daddy moment like he right. is providing for them he is their daddy in that moment he just took care of this problem yeah and so he comes back after doing the deed and russell crowe is clearly like well now i'm in charge and i have a gun so i'm i'm getting out of here give me my keys so i can uh, yeah. uncuff myself and christian bill in protest throws the handcuff keys into the you know like yeah. into the darkness and he gets knocked out because that's what happens when you cross russell crow and but russell he doesn't kill escapes him. but now he's he doesn't kill him honor uh but he does take their horses yeah and christian bale is like there's no reward for taking him halfway to the train is there so we know that this is only solidified christian bale's uh, desire to seek justice right slash money um so now it's a battle of the wills 
Christian Bale will track him down like a Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. Yep. And Russell Crowe, again, has shown restraint against cruelty. He just needs to get to his gang. And you're right, a wild Luke Wilson appears. Uh, it's like a nearby mining slash railroad encampment. And they ca- they find Russell Crowe. They notice his shackles and they're like, I recognize you. Um, so we're just going to hold you and get the reward money. But the posse yep. arrives, the what's remains of them. They have no and honor. They see that the they have no honor. They're torturing Russell Crowe with like electrics. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just going too far. Uh, and when kind of they're like that, that ain't moral. Luke, I think Alan Tudyk says that Luke Wilson is like, moral ain't got a damn thing to do with it. And it's like, they're going to go. They got to go. That's, they got to go. You're, you're exactly what, you know, you just want a pound of flesh and you will, it will, the problem is that you make, you will become a monster. Even if you're fighting for the right side, they're also the railroad, North, big city railroad folk. Yep. Or they represent that. So. You're not bad men until circumstances led you down a path where you abandon morals. Yep. Um, so really, like all Westerns, it's about moral fortitude. That's yep. what makes a good daddy. It's that you got to stay strong when the dark, when the night is darkest. Uh, anyway, there's a scuffle because obviously the, this has to come to a head. Russell Crowe escapes and the railroad posse attacks our posse so we have good guys against good guys and they kill alan tudyk and that's just the you know price of justice baby yeah they the get righteous away and innocent will die they get away because they're clever they use an explosion which is key mm-hmm. uh and they they collapse the tunnel very clever and i just want to note that the son prisoner's real son starts gaining respect for him because um and i want to talk about this later violence starts bringing them together yeah baby violence that- brings dads together violence out of necessity yeah of course as Not determined cruel. by the daddy yeah that is what is net that when it's necessary that that gets the respect so they arrive in contention where all where the train will arrive and take them to yuma or take russell crowe to yuma yeah and that's all they have to do the remaining like last 45 minutes of the movie is just hold up in this town uh, Russell Crowe keeps talking. Um, this is when they arrive. Russell Crowe keeps talking about fucking. He's like, there's a can can show on the hour every hour. And then he's like, how many brides have taken this view while he's on the bed <laughs> in the bridal suite? And it's just once again, you got to keep it fresh. It's a dad movie. We got to talk about there's not enough women here. So we got to talk about funky fucking, I guess, <laughs> yeah. which is just a real weird but, you know, I guess it's just once again, I think it's also to remind us that Russell Crowe is a character of some uh, of some form of ill repute. Um, and he in fact, he offers Christian Bale. He's like, I'll pay you a thousand dollars. You're making two hundred dollars to take me and I'll pay you a thousand dollars to just take me to my gang right now because the gang is coming. You don't have a lot of men in this town. And but Christian Bale's principles won't let him take that deal. It's the fucking principle of the thing. And to the point that Ben Foster shows up, he he rallies the evil town with the power of speech. That's important. He gives yeah. a speech. Um, and to the point that everybody else, the railroad people are like, we're done. Like we we you're done, Christian Bale. Like you I'll I'll pay you. The railroad goes like, I'll pay you and let's give up. 
Well, right. so but he's he Chris mails in his head. He's like, "Nah, you're not gonna pay me because you're gonna be dead." <laughs> so like, there's that too. Yes, but it's the fucking principle. People it's the are, principle. Russell Crowe's like, "I'll pay you even more." He's like, "No." The other guy's like, "I'll pay you to give up." He's like, "No." I'm getting him. We're getting on that fucking train. We're making the goddamn train. It's the principle of it. I need to prove to my son that I will get this done, even if it fucking kills me. And Russell Crowe gets it. He fucking respects it. Yes, Russell Crowe understands that because he's like, that's integrity. That's true bravery. Now, I want to unpack a little bit about that conversation about like, take the $1,000 over the $200 because it really narrows down the focus of something that's like exclusively daddy to me, which is Christian Bale asks in response, like, how stupid do you think people are? They'll know I took money from you when I start spending it. Right. And I think that's important for two reasons. One, because in Christian Bale's mind, it's not about money, even though he's always said that from jump, because that represents that Christian Bale is actively trying to be humble and a reluctant hero. He knows that the thing that he says all the time is not true and that he's got more like legitimate and moral like reasons to be doing what he's doing. But two, at the same time, his example is that his reputation will be his undoing. Right. And I think that that's huge because it's actually more important that people see him as a good man than his family and he leading an easier life. It's the principle that trumps all other values. It's uh-huh. the, honest living. He wants to make an honest living. Yeah. And he, honest to be means not giving up. as a good man. Yeah. And a brave man. Because what we learn is that he lost his leg because it was shot off during a retreat by his one of his own people. And so he says, like, imagine, you know, looking your son in the face and telling him that. So it's like he wants to prove to his son that he did the right thing, that he gives his family the right reputation uh, and that he provides for his family. And that he also does the Yeah. And he's like oh, the honest work thing. Yeah. yeah it's he's absolutely gonna, comes down to it. Everybody is given up. He's like, we're getting to Wally world. God damn it. <laughs> God like everybody, damn it. He, even his son is like, maybe we should give up pa. And he's like, no, no, you, you no. take my son. Everybody it. gets away. You take my son. You tell, you, you tell everyone son that I, I did this. If I die, I die doing this. Um, I'm getting him on that train. On that fucking train. And Russell Crowe is like, I am so impressed. I'm going to reward you with personal information about myself. Because personal information is earned in a daddy yes. film. I realize that in this one. Um, Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive being like, I don't care. You have to earn Tommy Lee Jones to care. Right? Right. And then this Christian Bale tells the story about when he read the Bible and how it was when his mom left him at a train station. Um, yeah, abandoned him. Abandoned him, or maybe she died. Who knows? It's the Who last knows? time he saw <laughs> it's the her. West. And later, Bale gives information about his son being sick. And so Currency, they're, baby. Yeah, they're respecting each other now. And so they've respected each other. They've earned the right to tell each other personal things about each other. And I love that the way that uh, this movie shows the Russell Crowe mom story, 
be because it's almost like it's showing it's the only information we get and so we're like we look at these two parallel protagonists kind of deals and we're led to assume that this is the trauma that Russell Crowe went through as a boy that led him this otherwise good man down a rotten path right. uh, at one point Russell Crowe responds to Logan Lerman Christian Bale son kid i wouldn't last five minutes leading an outfit like that if i wasn't rotten to hell <laughs> uh so it's just one of those things where he's like you know that shit it's all wrapped up that's why he's a bad guy that's it that's yep. all it is because that's what dads want is that confidence uh and security and that daddy code oh yeah um so yeah uh russell crowe's gang essentially starts to descend upon their little hold up and we get the scene where it's kind of all is lost point where Christian Bale decides I'm going to take it upon myself because you killed like basically everyone else. It's just me and you now, Russell, me and you. I'm taking you to that goddamn train, which is yep. like, you know, basically 100 yards in that direction. And basically um, he's so he, he he's so convincing about the principle of it that what is about to happen is Russell Crowe begins to help Christian Bale get him to jail. He helps him so much. Yep. He 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 it becomes an escort mission where Russell Crowe is like, We need we need to get me to jail. It's the fucking principle of it. It's um, the principle of it. He it's also, not like he could go away at any time. He's won already. Right. There's also two bits of information. Christian Bale asked the railroad man, and I love this because it's all about respect and the bigger thing. Oh, he says, yeah, well, You I'm give my family a thousand dollars. If I die, you you give them a thousand dollars and he looks to Russell Crowe and Russell Crowe goes, I heard him. Meaning yeah, he I, is the witness. You're um, the, which, good on your word. Uh, if you, you, if you don't, I'm, man, you better I'll be find good on your word. I'll fucking yeah. find you. Like Russell Crowe's um, going to go out of his way to kill this one guy. Right, because, so yeah. At this point, Russell Crowe is like, if I don't get on that train, this family will not get that money. So like he wants to help the fa he wants to be a dad to this family and help provide teams up with Christian Bale to provide for the family. We also mm -hmm. learn that he's broken out of Yuma like three times, and so what you realize is the stakes aren't that high for Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, Russell Crowe's like just enjoying a little story, right? He's know? like, oh Yuma, yeah, that place is a fucking cinch. Fucking <laughs> place sucks. Yeah, <laughs> he's like. Uh, I also love that this is uh, in this little quiet before the calm before the storm. Uh, he gives his son a talisman. He's like, take this back to Ma. And Christian Bale's son basically says, I was wrong about you, Pa. Mm -hmm. You know, and so we get that closure, that sweet, sweet closure yeah. where the respect is achieved. Yeah. And we also get poetry near the end with the cattle, but we'll get to that. Um, oh, and I, I want to note yeah. the fact that Russell Crowe's escape from Yuma, that might've been a producer note. All I know is that was really important because it's like, in order to believe Russell Crowe would essentially turn himself in, you kind of need that information where it's like, oh yeah, it doesn't even fucking matter to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. yeah, it's almost like we get the vibe that he's like, I just want to see if Christian Bale could do it. Like exactly. at this point, I'm it's invested. The, like, it's the principle. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, let's fucking let's do it. Let's get me on that. It's train. not it's not cavalier like that. I think what the movie's trying to say is that he doesn't want to see him die because he's like, you're bet you're a better man than right. anyone in my gang. So like I basically my to, internal moral code tells me that you need to survive. That's yeah, what the he lightly to tries do. to get away during the shootout. But then, like, Christian Bale is, he basically, like, has Christian Bale. He chokes him out. And then Christian right. Bale is like, no, the principal. And he's like, all right, God. fine. 
Fine, let's do it. Let's do it's it. So sweaty, dude. He's like, I'm no hero. The only battle that's, I ever saw, I was in retreat. That's when he reveals that, and that's what it takes. Where he's like, All right, we're gonna prove to cr- this man's son that he's a hero. Me and you, we're gonna team up. We're gonna and team we're gonna up. Do and, it. Yeah, we're gonna do this team up and show. The point yeah, that when he gets on the jail the first time, he goes, Well, you did it, Dan. Like he's con- an NPC congratulating him at the end of a mission. Like it's just like. You're going to fucking do this, Christian Bale. We're, I'm rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. Right. There's, um, and there's multiple sequences, uh, you know, at one point, like, Russell Crowe is even like, hey, look behind you. Like, yeah. because, because yeah, he, Christian he Bale has him. to, like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to give you these little rewards. And, like, I don't care about my own men. Like, I'll kill any of them. Like, right. who gives a fuck? He, this I is the first you person, to make it. This yeah. is the first person he gives a shit about. Um, him and his son like he's finally learned what it means to actually be a daddy to care about a, a family it's just not his family that's too he's too late for that and this um, I kind of like because it shows that like yeah he's flippant with lives but it does like they intentionally drew like basically uh, contrast it with Ben Ben Foster's character because he's there's a sequence where he's barking orders to his men and they're just not listening. They're just yeah. shooting randomly. He's like, no, the guy in the white hat. Right. Uh, after and- uh, Ben Foster basically gets all the criminals of the town and the criminals are all like, what do we do? We kill these guys. Just shoot. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so but like, yeah, it shows that like the disposability of men can happen on either side. Yeah. And that's like, once again, it's that moral grayness, but it's also just like, it shows you the difference between Russell Crowe and like purely evil person like Ben Foster. They like to remind you that before the final kind of, you know, strokes of this movie. And there's another conversation much in like the, like choke out sequence that you're talking about where when there's another quiet in the battle because imagine in between all this the shootouts everywhere everywhere but uh russell crowe asked earlier in the movie why he lives on this dying ranch why do you make your family suffer and it's and he accuses christian bale of being stubborn and then christian bale tells him no it's not because i'm stubborn we had to stay my youngest boy got tuberculosis and all of the all of the doctors told me he needed a dry climate, so he needed to stay here. Right. Again, soft daddy needs hard daddy to know that he's a little bit hard. Right. You know? Yeah. And and uh hard daddy is like, Oh, I, I had sex with a bartender who had that problem too. So I, I get pro- it. Yeah. I get it. Um, We're not run by ego. We're run by principle. Yeah. Um Anyway, they arrive at the 310, but of course, trains running late. Goddamn government. Goddamn you know? government. Yep. Late train. Uh, and he Christian got there Bale's, on time. And this is, I think, what you were talking about with that poetry. Christian Bale, uh, his boy, works up some courage and runs away from his spot in the hotel, and he frees uh, the herd at a crucial time. Yeah, which is what happened at the beginning. The mimicking his father's initial tactic, uh, and but Christian Bale shot down by Ben Foster in like the final moments. Right when he gets him on the train, he's in the jail, and Russell Crowe's like, "You did it, Dan. You got me on that train." And Christian Bale shot in the back. That's right. Dishonorable by Ben Foster, who is basically the crime son, right? Like, or his you could call him his work son. Like Russell Crowe, <laughs> I, I want to talk about this because it also plays into the next thing. Work dad versus family dad. And basically the bank robbery is Russell Crowe's work 
daddiness, right? Yeah, that's work dad. He's yeah. work dad. That's what his job is. And now Christian Bale is becoming, like, in his son, he became invested in this family. That's family dad. And Russell Crowe lived his whole life not caring about family dad. And and he was always a work dad. And now it's, it's hit this moment where he, he, he watches his work life betray his his this this family dad life and he rejects the work life because work isn't everything because work isn't everything you need a balanced life and yeah or you have to choose you have to choose you can be a work daddy but you can't be a family daddy that's the that's the struggle the daddy struggle um and yeah he he kills ben foster who's probably at this point like the fuck did i do um and he kills him. He kills him hard. And he kills the rest of this gang. He kills everyone. Ben Foster is like, I, yeah, Ben Foster is like, I think I did everything right. <laughs> like, I think I won, right? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> ben Foster at the last minute knows because earlier he notices that Russell Crowe's kind of like running with Christian Bale and help in like, and he's like, is he fucking, are they working together? <laughs> like, yeah, like what's yeah. this deal? Yeah, so, but Ben Foster isn't quick enough to kind of understand that. And in general, you get the sense that Russell Crowe is just like, I just want to clean the slate. I actually did not like those guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's know, also like, he, like, I'll find a new posse. Like, he's he's the stereotypical fastest gun in the West, you know? Like, the the concept is that he is the superhero uh, or just super-powered individual that no one can really kill. Uh, but in the last... So, now we got dying uh, Christian Bale, or dead Christian Bale at, at, at one point, at yeah. that, this point. And Russell Crowe, and the only people who remain are Russell Crowe and Christian Bale's boy. And Chris, and Logan Lerman points his gun at uh, Russell Crowe. But Russell Crowe is just so terrifying that he just looks him down. Yeah. He's just like, nah, kid. There's also this like, respect again. It's, it's respect, and it's also just like, you don't want to go down this road, boy. Yeah. Uh, and his and he's like, you, you pod trained you to be better than that. You need to be you need to be like your father at the yep. beginning of all, the film. All in the gaze. But it is true because they do this thing where he says, like, that boy's got wild eyes. Like he could be a killer someday. He There's a lot of like, will he, won't me. he? Yeah. And That's this is the whole point. Rejecting that moment. That's the 310 to Yuma, baby. Yeah. It's it's the, the Christian Bale's boy at the end of the film deciding I could go down this path and become a Russell Crowe or I can become like the quote unquote coward, but really just a man with more moral integrity. Exactly. My own but father. Christian Bale has done it. He's daddied hard enough. It killed him. But he taught him the principle of making this train that his son now he Christian Bale's dead. He can't say any more. He has no more say in this. Right. But he has managed to make not just his son convinced, but Russell Crowe essentially is like, no, I'm getting on this train. And he, I'm going into jail. Yeah, and he gets in the train and he goes to jail. <laughs> Which is bizarre. It's even more bizarre than the determination of I'll just kill my entire crew. It's the principle of it. He's got to go to jail. The it's the principle. But he calls his horse last minute because, you know... He's not staying in jail, um, but he's going to go in that jail because then Christian Bale gets his because money then, and then his son his learns a lesson and he is providing for that family because Christian Bale, this is the secret, right? Russ, Christian Bale is dead, right? Russell Crowe mm -hmm. is doing it. And so you could argue an unsophisticated dad might say, well, Russell Crowe ultimately is the dad. He won. But no, he Christian Bale has daddied so hard that he made another dad dad for him. Yeah. 
Yeah. He, he got a surrogate dad. Yeah, he dad so hard that the other daddy carried out his his dadness. And so Christian Bale in his death becomes the ultimate dad. Yes. The true the sacrificial dad, the Jesus dad. Yeah. Whose deeds make others act better. And yep. that's and then the train goes off and uh that's 310 to Unum. Yep. And um well, I got a lot to say about some of the main things from this movie, some of the main dad themes. Well, in order to have that uh, th- that important themic conversation, we need to have a better surrounding. And that's why for this, we, we moved to a new segment. We put on our uh, 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 robes yep. and our, we grab our pipes and we go to the smoking room. Mm. And uh, this is where we also talk about the list of what we have determined is what our dad tropes, what makes truly, you've hint, we've hinted at a lot of them, but what makes a dad movie? So take do, it away, Dave. Well, I was going to ask, do you want to talk about the ones we've already established? Because I have some ones that I'm like proposing um, for uh, that, that reflect the previous ones as well. Um, yeah. I mean, let's just go through this real quick, but let's talk mostly about what you, the new ones. Uh, we got the reverence for the system. Uh, we got we got the inciting incident is a tragedy. We got women in peril. We got guile uh, yeah. in fights, violence only when necessary. We got stay the course mentality. Um, we got being underestimated. Uh, we got the idea of, uh, you know, being a parent or I guess this one, we don't have daughters. We have a son. Uh, there's less team building in this one, um, but it does. There is male bonding, so there's that. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I have something uh, to add to that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I propose that there might be a rule that violence brings dads together, because in this film we get it, but also the judge, the dad hits and kills someone, <laughs> and that repairs their relationship. Robin Hood, Little John fight, and then they bond. Um, Russell Crowe and Paul it, Bettany. I think there's um, there's something bond said over about war. testing. Y- y- Tommy Lee Jones bonds with Harrison Ford after they murder the bad guy. Yeah. Um, a plane crash brings together a whole football team, and we are Marshall. Violence is. I think it's more that violence brings dads together because it tests their metal. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. Understand. It might you, just they be they a, size a common you up pattern. And say you are. Yeah, it is a common pattern, though. That's for sure. It's not necessarily something sure. we'll nail down, but it is something I was noticing. Um, I also we talk about to, how their dicks work. Their dicks work, obviously. Yeah, that's <clears throat> a big one. Obviously, less women in peril, um, but there are women in peril. Um, can I a couple another other new ones? Um, dads yep. provide. Um, I was thinking about this. Robin Hood. He gets money for his people. Um, Russell Crowe in Master and Commander. He is providing um, for his 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 boat a victory. Um, he is he has to give them something. The fugitive he fails to provide. That's the tragedy. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the energy is the idea of a daddy's making an honest living. Well, like the 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 fancy bureaucrats cheat them out. Um, you know, like fancy lawyers and judges and shit like that. That's just another pattern I think we should look out for. I don't, I'm not ready to like set that in stone or anything. 
Um, no, I think it's a part of like we've been talking about women and children or being a parent is like most dad, most dad movies. The protagonist has a family of some kind right? or they lost a family um, like you mentioned in the fugitive. Uh, but I think it all comes around back with like, yeah, you, it's because he's a provisional man. Right. Um, dad's like quiet. I think that one is coming up for me. Um, Master and Commander, they literally have to hide me quiet. Robin Hood, they have to hide me quiet. That's a common uh, thing. Is like you got to be quiet at the right times. So you can't. I mean, I open think that, your mouth. That to me, that's kind of like, especially when it's a tactic, because it's not like what you're talking about. I think is broader than just a tactic. But in ta- like when it's a tactic, like the ones examples you just gave, right. that kind of folds into the guile in fights. Like it's the idea of using out of the box thinking. But it's also stuff like snitching and and talking and like opening your mouth and like that's a, giving yeah, out too but, much information. Like, you, um, yeah, exactly. It's more of the principle of quietness, the yeah. idea of not using your acts as opposed to using your words. And um, it's also about the fact that if you're a quiet dad, you get to do the thing that I think is very common in all of these giving speeches. Daddies love speeches. American president. It's a series of speeches. Judge in courtroom, the judge, any courtroom drama is literally solved with a speech. That's how right. courtroom where the ending of the fugitive, he gives a speech to accuse um, him of the, the, the bad guy. Robin Hood, there's several speeches to rally mm-hmm. people. Same with Master and Commander. We are marshals. Almost every sports movie has a speech scene that rallies the yeah. troops. And even in this one, Ben Foster gives a speech. Speech is powerful. You quiet and then you, you say a lot <laughs> in one moment. And it yeah. changes the course when you're moved because that's that's how daddies work is they're just in the background doing very little, just providing, providing and then quiet. When shit really hits the fan, they go, everyone shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right. I'm going to solve this for you and tell you like it is. <laughs> yeah. The other the one thing I want us to think about, I don't this isn't like a rule. This isn't this is just something another pattern I just started picking up on, which is job dad versus family dad. Um I don't oh, know yeah. what this means, but in the judge, he's a job dad and then he goes home and he meets this old flame, family dad, right? Right. Um Robin uh no, I guess Robin Hood I'm trying to think if Robin Hood has any. This obviously has it. The next thing we do has it. Um, there is a lot of like, you know, do you, can you provide? Oh, uh, the fugitive. He's out being a job dad while his wife is killed. Um, there is this idea that the balance between being a job daddy and a family daddy is is a struggle. And the next film we will talk about has a lot of that. That's um, all it is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that it, there's tastes of it in these previous ones. Um, Robin Hood's family falls Big. apart while he's out in the Crusades doing his job. Um, the, I, I, I just, I want to keep an eye on that premise. That's oh, all. Yeah. I don't know what it leads to if there's a conclusion there. I'm just noticing that there's that idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there obviously this one to me the big one is the question most dad movies do which is what would you do that's oh yeah 
are you a utilitarian? I mean, for the most part, I think dads are making the hard decision for the greater good. You know, that's the big deal. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously because the nature of the Western, it's about vigilantism. Um, you kind of have to challenge authority, buck authority and do the right thing according to your own personal code. And that's yeah. really the, I think to me, that's the bold, like, aspects of 310 to Yuma. There's also like for the little ones that I've been mentioning a few, uh, you know, there's some, there's not as much, you know, piss and shit in this movie, not as much singing and laughing with the boys, but there is linear storytelling, uh, which is something we kind of brought up in the last two episodes, which is, yeah. we don't want any of this complex filmmaking shit. Just show me chronologically the events. Mumbo jumbo. Yeah. That art school crap. Just, yeah. yeah, show it in order. No flashbacks. You're right. And I, I just want to say, like, I, I feel like we have this reverence for the system idea, and that goes in with the principle, doing things mm -hmm. for the principle of things. And it feels, like, a little muddled, but it, it also doesn't, right? Where it's like there's always this overruling principle and system. It's determined and, whether you or have not... have reverence for. If it's America, you know, like American president, there's a lot of stuff where he does... Because the principle he reflects on, you know, what it is to be, you know, the president. Um, there's a lot of this reverence going around. It's just, it, it sort of exists with, like, it's always in this own bubble, right? Where it's like, if, you know, um, in the fugitive, he's a doctor. So he has reverence for the system of being a doctor to heal someone. Right. It's your master. Reverence for whatever the higher calling of that character the is. The higher calling, Yeah. I think it's important or to me, it's starting to develop for me in that, like, cause you mentioned this muddle, this muddiness. It's almost, you it. have to have a code it's, there. It's whether or not the, in the reality of the movie and the, the rules of the movie, if the authority figures are doing the higher code or not, you know what because it is? Leadership, your leadership as the dad, as the dad protagonist is beyond reproach regardless. But like if the authority is disagrees with you, now they're one of the problems. And so, so you don't have reverence for that system. Yeah. Any longer. Does it. All right. If I could sum it up, is it don't respect authority, respect rules. It's respect the, the code. The code. Think, yeah. yeah. You have to have rules and a code, not authority. That's what it comes down to is yeah. like you have to have you, you, you're lead in a household and there has to be fucking rules. And if you break those rules, then fuck you. You get stabbed the in the you, neck. You get stabbed in the neck with a fork. Yeah. Like Kevin Durand. Uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, it really comes down to that because most of the landscapes of the dad movies are a morally gray world where it's cruel uh, and it's punishing. And the reason that the people usually disobey the code is because um, they feel that they don't have to because the world is oppressive enough. Right. Um, and that a dad, a true dad will not stand for. Um, yes. Also... His dick works. So yeah, that's got to work. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the list right there. Yeah, I think we did it. I think we did it. I think that's 310 to Yuma. Hey, Abe, what are we yeah. watching next? Hey, you guys want to you guys want to talk about some sweet heists? Mm, yeah, Ooh, the heist film. What so, heist film could we possibly? Oh, there's so many. There's so the many. Abe. Dear listener, uh, you should take the next month at some point. And watch 
the three-hour film Heat. Heat! Because that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, baby. So many fucking daddies. It's another dad off. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I love it. The, Michael I mean, Mann. I love to He's watch that these. man right there in the name. He's just man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Michael Mann. That's the most man name you can have. So this is fun. Uh, and we'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun in the bun next time. Uh, that's that's it, I guess. I yeah. have nothing else to report. Uh, Dave, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, if people loved your voice, where if they can find you? People love my voice. They can go to... They, well, they can check out Gamefully Unemployed, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y, Unemployed. That is the podcast network I do with Tom Ryman. We have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed as well. Um, we do, we, we watch movies, mostly. That's most of what we do. We do um, a show about the X-Files, Fox Mulder's a Maniac. We do a show about Batman, Tom and Jeff watch Batman. We do stuff with you guys, the Small Beans, uh, Star Trek Next Futurama, Spiel Boys. Uh, and then we do like regular, you know, just available for all. We just yeah. watched our, our film critic show or whatever. Or we watch whatever's out. Um, and Hypecast, you know, looking at trailers, weekly news. Uh, you know, you know, podcasts, you know. It's like a podcast. <laughs> it's like a podcast. So check that it's out. like a series of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's a network, Just like a here, podcast. Uh, which, you know, so definitely go do that because I uh, uh, I, I have ultimate dad respect for Dave. Mm-hmm. I would put myself in jail and, and, and take myself to oh, me uh, too. Yuma for him. Me too. You know, because that because we just see eye to eye about, you know, podcasts. Um, and, you know, more on m- more about that. Obviously, if you're listening to this on the free feed at Small Beans, go check out patreon.com slash small beans. We need to keep the lights on over here. And also, you will get a shit ton of more content uh, if you go and do that. For like five bucks, you get like crazy amount of stuff. So um, definitely go check it out. And uh, that's it. I think that's that's a sewed. No, that's it. May all, all right. your horses be safe or explode or explode. in dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Either one. one of the, whatever whatever gets you off. Oh yeah. <laughs>